Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. And for the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can find my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared and our friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This college football episode wraps up all the games in week eight of the 2022 season. We've covered the other games in episodes one or two, so go ahead and catch those if you haven't yet. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. That's www.pixtheprofessor.com slash new. Get your primer and explanation of what we're doing here. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with the sword against us before investing your hard-earned money. We'll make a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember, there are no locks in gambling, so what we provide are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grade picks. To indicate our confidence level with respect to scaling wagers, however, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say it will be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, good to have you back on. Uh, we're surprised that you're sober by this time of week after your big win last week and just figured you might still be hungover. That was more than I could have ever asked for, and I had the greatest night of my life that night. It was Everything I wanted to be in more singing Rocky Top at the local places was lovely. I feel like I'm I'm glad that Mrs. My friend Jake did not hear that comment because I feel like she, she was, she was right along there with me. <laughs> she was in a, she was in agreement with you yep. the whole time. All right. Well, uh, before we get to today's show, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. As a reminder, we've also got that Patreon page. If you're looking to get some extra benefits, membership starts at just $3 per month. Get you the play of the day, the plays of the day, any added picks that we make that we're unable to make on show because of line availability or movement, uh, all sorts of other extra benefits, ad-free shows there if you're looking for those, uh, access to our Discord chat, the best way to get questions answered for us. All sorts of stuff there, check that out. The link is in the description. Uh, otherwise, we'll get right to the games. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up, link in the show description, and current at the time of this recording on Wednesday night. All Saturday games here. We're going to start off with a doozy in Louisiana <laughs> Monroe at Army. Uh, total on this one is 55 and a half. So I feel like cousin Jared's already looking at that going mm, under maybe. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, these two teams, not very good. Uh, sideline has UL Monroe ranked 111th army 98th. Uh, sideline says it should be army minus 6.6. The actual spread is 6.5. So according to the model, this one is priced spot on. Uh, cousin Jared, what do you have for us on this one? Uh, I hate to, I hate to start the show off this way, but I've got nothing. And yeah, even I, I, and even the 55 and a half, like you could tell me that, that Armin could put up, you know, like 42 points in this game and, and I would believe you. And, and so def definitely be the opposite too. you know, as, as we've already talked about in the episode earlier this week, as people who played the over in the Army UNLV game last week, we could also see how a game can just go under uh, Air Force yeah. UNLV. Yeah, yeah, Air Force UNLV. Yeah. You could see how a game could go under easily when, you know, the triple option starts going, you're just getting four yards every single play. So there is nothing about this game that appeals yeah. to me. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, 
Sidelight says, based off of the math, there's a slight edge to you own Monroe plus six and a half. I think that's also partially due to the uh, current juice. I think it's like minus 104 or something like that. So we'll give that our official lean. But I'm like you, Cousin Jared. I feel like this is not a game I want to be invested in. So if you made me pick, I'm taking the points in a game that I don't know what's going to happen in. But otherwise, not a play that I I really encourage you, a listener, to make. Uh, Jake, do you have something to say? save us on this one do you have do you have a take for us no i have zero i can't get a grip on ul monroe every time i pick them to do one thing they do the opposite so i'm just gonna stay far away from this game yeah i'm I'm kind of with you there too and it's interesting you wonder with some of these teams that that happens is that gonna settle in and by the end of the season is it one of those we're gonna finally kind of feel what's happening and the season ends or are they just gonna be confusing all season but they're definitely on that list of i don't i mean they're somewhere between very bad and extremely bad and they kind of just oscillate between that and that kind of throws things off it's hard to know how how bad they actually are right yeah, yeah. um all right well, we'll move on to noon eastern indiana at Rutgers. Rutgers is a three-point home favorite total is 48 in this one a sideline says this should be Rutgers minus 3.4 mathematically there's not really much of an edge on this one either side uh, cousin george you have a uh, direction for us on this one well, on the, the spread, I would definitely lean towards Rutgers, I think, because I, I I think Indiana just doesn't play as well on the road as, as they do at home. When you think about how their season has gone, they've kind of stayed in a lot of the games at home, and they've just been the opposite on the road. They just haven't looked good at all. We may look back later in the season and think, how did and, – and we know, again, I've already talked about this before, but – how did Illinois lose? And I use that in air quotes uh, because they didn't really lose. But how did Illinois lose that game to Indiana? The the first game of the season is beyond me. But I kind of like the under 48 in this spot because if Indiana wins this game, I think, you know, best case scenario is going to be like 27-20. And if Rutgers wins this game, it could be like, I don't know, 20 to 14 or, or something like that. So I think maybe do we want to give the under 48 a B grade? I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Under 48. All right. Under 48 be great. And then uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I would lean, I guess, Rutgers minus three. I think three is priced pretty well. It's more of those like yeah, yeah. A, a three and a half. I, I'd probably say, eh, I need to maybe smart two and a half. I, I like Rutgers a little more at three. Yeah. I'm fine with taking Rutgers. I think it's pretty well priced, but I, I do think that under makes a lot of sense. It feels like a game that's going to struggle to get into the low forties. Um, yep. And like you said, kind of that mid forties seems like about the highest it's going to reasonably get to. And I wouldn't be surprised if this game s- settles in the thirties when it's all said and done. Yep. Uh, Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm playing Rutgers in the under. I, I really think that's the smart move. And Indiana's completely different teams when they leave uh, uh, Bloomington. than since this one's in what New Jersey, I don't see a way they're going to really keep this one below, like, below a field goal. Uh, I was looking into it, and this really surprised me. Indiana runs – so many plays, like it's just nuts how many plays they run a game. But they rank at 126 in yards per play, so I don't know that that's helping them. Um, yeah, it's, not, it's, not it's, good the good it's the northwestern yeah. thing, right? Where it's like yeah. you're running a bunch of plays and you're not very good at them, which doesn't bode well. Yeah, no. I mean, Rutgers actually averages more yards per play. Um, Rutgers got a decent defense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't see IU, I don't see this game getting above 40 really. And, so I'm going to play the under at Rutgers. All righty. So we're all kind of aligned on that one, it sounds like. Uh, in noon Eastern, Iowa and Ohio State, uh, I- I'm fascinated for the first half of this game because Ohio State has been clearly the best team in the country. 
And if any style, obviously, like Michigan's going to give them their best t- test of the season, right? And, and mm-hmm. Penn State's going to give them, a, you know, I guess, you know, a test or whatever, right? Like we talk about yeah. the teams, and Iowa's below those teams, right? Uh, for sure. But um, Iowa's style of play being so different is one of those where that can either really backfire and this game could get ugly and be 49 zip and i wouldn't be surprised or like iowa style of play could keep them in this like i'm just really fascinated to see that the the style clash here iowa just trying to do iowa things and hang in this game probably not going to be successful but i feel like at least iowa doing iowa things they have a better chance of making this interesting than most of the teams at iowa's talent level because iowa does something really well right with that defense uh the way they force turnovers etc so uh, sideline says this should be ohio state minus 27.3 actual spread is 30.5 according to the math there is a small edge grabbing 30 and a half points i'd probably like 31 a little bit more yeah Uh, given how good ohio state's been though it's hard to take the points with any amount of confidence um total is 49 cousin jared uh do you have a you have a direction for us here uh, not really. It's, it's funny that this spread lands where it did, because if you asked me what I thought the score of this game would be, I would say 38 to seven feel, feel mm-hmm. feels about right, mm-hmm. which would be exactly yeah. 31 points. So saying that, I, I guess I would, you know, also think maybe the under, just cause I don't see Iowa playing, uh, scoring very many points at all, but I, I'm, I'm not going to playing under against Ohio State like that's just not a very smart move in my opinion. And, and I, you mentioned Iowa doing Iowa things. It, it takes one pump block and then get the well i say it takes one pump block it's going to get them three points is it going to get them seven maybe not Um, depends on where it it might get them two depending on where it's blocked right (laughs) that's that's, (laughs) that's true two two, three or seven or zero if they if they block a punt at midfield they might not go anywhere they might punt from the plus 35 (laughs) yeah yeah so i i I just don't have a good feel about any of this maybe maybe jake should be the tiebreaker here on on which way we 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 lean oh i'm i'm not touching this (laughs) Okay. Like this, okay. game, this game could be twenty to ten, or it could be ninety-five to zero. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll take the under on ninety-five. <laughs> Lord, I mean, what Toledo was getting thirty-two. Oh gosh, it's at Ohio State. I mean, you got Iowa getting the same amount of respect as Toledo, which is. Like well, that. I think it's also about the style of plays, right? I think yeah. Toledo was just going to run a, a a billion plays, yeah. right? And Iowa was not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'll say. I'll say official, which CJ. I was going to say, I'd pay a lot of money for somebody in the first half to control my remote. And every time, like, they have to watch the game. But then every time uh, Ohio State has the ball and I was on defense to put put that on. And then as soon as it flips the other way, take it off for me. So I don't have to watch (laughs) the bad parts of this game. There you go. I'll say official lean Iowa plus 30 and a half because there's a lot of points, but only a C grade pick. I I have no confidence in it. And unlike you, I don't really want to touch this total either because part of me says, oh, Iowa under, let's do it. It's been pretty profitable. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you with with Ohio State. Like, yeah, they could easely put up 49 points themselves. And as good as that Iowa defense is, Ohio State offense is fantastic, and they can score in a hurry. Yeah. And so, yeah. if they put up 49 points, it's like you know you're not loving that under. But also, yeah, I could see Iowa just slowing it down, grinding it to a halt, taking every bit of the play clock off, and grinding it in Ohio State winning, like you said, something like that, 38 to seven mark, which would go under. So yeah, total yeah. I don't think is worth playing either. Um, yeah. An interesting game to see how exactly it plays out. Ohio State should win. The question is by how much, but I don't think it's really investable at these numbers. Uh, Noon Eastern, Akron and Kent State. Uh, Akron ranked 129th. They are 
in that bottom three, and that bottom three is bad. Um, yeah. Kent State in the hundreds cannot get out of the hundreds at this point. Not looking great. Um, Sideline says it should be Kent State minus sixteen point two. So we're we're honestly in the same boat with Akron as we are with Iowa. According to the mm-hmm. math, there is a small edge grabbing the points, but. It's Akron. You can't feel that confident grabbing any amount of points with Akron. So mm-hmm. it, it, is it one of those where it's on the right side of at least seven, you know, 17, 18, grab the points in a mat game? Or is this one of those uh, Akron's too bad? We, it doesn't really matter. We're not taking any points. This falls squarely into you don't have to watch it to make the monies. Uh, but the problem is, I would say this isn't a huge investable opportunity, but I would definitely lean towards taking the points. I just have not been impressed with what I've seen from Kent State this season, uh, you know, expecting their offense to put up a lot of points. And Miami, Ohio shut them down. And then last week against Toledo, they got into a track meet, which you would think would suit Kent State's style. And they got out ahead and they just completely fell apart. And Toledo came back and won that game. Easily handily, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, you at, by the end of the game, you wouldn't have remembered that that game was ever close. And, and yeah. so, I just this is more of I have not liked what I've seen from Kent State at all. And, and so, you know, I think there might be a little bit of value in grabbing the points because even if Kent State gets out to a big lead, I, I think Akron can kind of have a potentially have a backdoor cover. Yeah, I, I'm good with that. Let's give let's give Akron a B grade play. I think it's worth mm. investing. I think it's at the right number here. Okay. On the right side of 17 and 18, I, I think it makes sense. Um, I feel like Kent State is still getting a little bit too much respect from yeah. the Georgia game, and yep. that's not what we've seen from a loss. <laughs> too much respect from a loss. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we'll give that a B grade pick. A total of 68. I, I personally don't have any feel for nope. that. Nope. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jake, what do you have for us? I'm also taking Akron plus the points. All everything you said is right. Kent State's not got the offense to put them away by twenty. So I, I think this one stays, especially on this side of seventeen. I like that. I'm going to play the under here. Uh, I mean, th- mm-hmm. this is uh, kind of crazy that it keeps going up because I locked it in personally at sixty-seven or sixty-seven and a half, and it mm-hmm. keeps going up. And I'm like, okay, because uh, I mean, I don't see Akron scoring too much, and I mean, Kent State's had what two games that have gone over this where. Where they got, where they allowed fifty-two to Toledo, and then where they scored sixty-three on uh, what Long Island. So it's I don't I don't really see that happening. I mean Akron's bad, but I don't think they're giving up fifty points to this Kent State team, and I don't see them getting. I don't see this battle getting above both teams getting above what thirty-five is <laughs> like the winner's got to be around thirty-five for this. So I, I I like the under here more more so than I like Akron with the points, but all right. All right, sounds good. So you got double plays on that one. Uh, Jerry and I will take Akron as well. Be great pick on that for us. Uh, Two o'clock Eastern, another Matt game here. Northern Iowa and Ohio. Northern Iowa is a three-point road favorite. Southern has both of these teams ranked in the hundreds as well. Northern Illinois at 102, Ohio at 115. Um, Mathematically, a very small edge taking Ohio and the three points, but not a big enough edge for me to uh demand that we take that side <laughs> total 65 and a half uh because jared what do you have for us i completely agree i don't think this is, is an investable place uh play here but i would lean towards taking the three points we know uh, northern illinois affinity for playing close games um you know you, you could look at the total and say what is three points really going to do for you in this game but you know it's it's matching ohio at home uh, ohio can put up some points so i'd say if you had to lean one way or the other i'd recommend taking the three points yeah, I'd agree with that. Would you would you say it's investable at three and a half or four, or if it gets to that point, just take the money line at big plus odds? Uh, 
Uh, I'd probably I'd probably say four. Like maybe for four, I, I would okay. say that give that a B grade, but but not okay. a three. So we'll officially say Ohio plus three is our lean, but a C grade pick, not one that we want any backing behind. Jake, what do you have? I'm actually going to take it. I, I like Ohio plus the three here, and I'm, and I'm going to take the over because, um, I mean, one thing, I'm mad at Western Michigan for being the first team ever to not score 20 points of this Ohio team. Like, what are you doing <laughs> in your life? And no, it wasn't because Ohio's defense got good a week after giving up 34 to Akron. It, I just no. don't know what Western Michigan is doing with their lives right now. Um but uh, I think Ohio keeps us close. Uh, like, I think this is a tight game going back and forth. I mean, I don't know if you've looked into it, but holy crap, is Ohio's run, uh, run or pass defense bad. They're, they're the last. So bad. Yeah. Uh, they rank last. Yeah. It's not close. I mean, the run defense looks good at the metrics, but is that lack of opportunity? I must uh, say, it might just be teams are like, we don't have to run. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't want to. They, yeah. they know we're going to throw it. It doesn't matter. They can't stop it. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Ohio's offense is good enough that keeps them in games and wins them games. I mean, they're 25th overall, but in their last three, they're ranked 10th right behind Tennessee and or right behind North Carolina and above Tennessee. So, I mean, I think there's plenty of points to be had in this. I mean, Northern Illinois can run the ball, but I, I don't see Ohio's getting Ohio defense getting in the way whatsoever. So, I think there's going to be tons of points, but I, I, I like Ohio to keep it close and this one to get over the 65 and a half. I, because I, Jared, you're always talking about this is now a, uh, you know, a Sunbelt show. And uh, mm-hmm. Jake is trying to make it a Mac show. Yeah. I feel like he, he is. He, is. he watches more Mac than, than both of us combined, I feel like. Oh, way more. way more. It's so much fun. They're just, it's, it's the birthplace of college football plays. We're getting close to when we have these Tuesday night Mac action games, Wednesday night Mac action games. And then that's when I'll start really figuring out the Mac because then it'll be able yeah. to watch. It's just, again, I got like six screens on a Saturday every time slot. I just, I can't see everything. I try. I really do try, but it's just mm-hmm. impossible. You have to make, you have to make tough life choices. You know, it's, it's yeah. life's hard, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, as Jake said, well, he didn't know what Western Michigan's doing with their life. But let's go to this next game and we'll talk about a team with, I don't know what they're doing with their life. <laughs> yeah, I actually, and I actually have something that I'm arguing for on this one. So I'll, I'll see what your angle is. Oh, uh, Eastern Michigan at Ball State, another Mac game. Um, Ball State is a 2.5 point favorite. Something this is 2.4. So uh, according to sideline, pretty well priced, but a little bit of a mathematical edge on Ball State, given that we are thinking the most likely outcome, even if they average a 2.4 point win uh, based off the likelihood is a three point win. So that makes two and a half, maybe slightly advantageous mathematical play. Uh, total on this one is 58.5. Cousin uh, Jared, I assume you're going to say, what is Eastern Michigan doing with their lives? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. And the next thing I was going to say is I'm done with Eastern Michigan, so I'm not making a pick on, on any game involving them. So this needs to be a conversation between you two because I, I understand what this is. <laughs> but, but, but this time will be different, Cousin Jared. This time will be different. Uh, okay. Remember, they beat Arizona State. They did that. They, they did that. that. And, and then, then they, they lost to terrible, Buffalo. And then yeah. they looked good. And then they looked terrible. And then they looked good. And yeah. I don't even know what's happening with this team anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Jake. What, what is what is your angle on this game? So I, I like Ball State here. I, I think they've got a good enough offense that they can take advantage for Eastern Michigan. I mean, if you look at that last game, they just let uh, Whaley from Northern Illinois run for nine point nine yards a carry on sixteen carries. I mean, that's what your safety is the only guy making a tackle. That the other ten guys are just letting him go through and I mean it's their other running back had 5.1 on 17 carries that they just didn't get in anybody's way for five yards and then 
every other play is a first down if they're running the ball every time. Um, but, and I mean, Carson still uh, just ran for 179 yards in his last game. So, and I like, and I really like the Paddock Jackson combo. So I think there's enough offense here for Ball State to at least win this by field goal. So, because uh, Jared, I, I'm going to argue for Ball State as well. I, I, I'm hoping that Jake laid a foundation for me, okay, to get you <laughs> get you warmed up to the idea. Yeah. Here's here's my angle in this game. Okay, Ball State is, I mean, for max standards, mediocre, right? Um, Eastern Michigan. When you look at their season as a whole, let's just ignore that Arizona State game because we don't know what's going on to that. No. Um, they lost to Buffalo, which Buffalo has been playing really well. They barely beat UMass. They beat Western Michigan. But as we just talked about, like maybe Western Michigan just is terrible. Um, yeah, maybe that possible. win wasn't that good. Last week, Eastern Michigan losing at home um, by 29. I, I think you can kind of start piecing this together and get a little storybook of – you know, Eastern Michigan, we thought maybe they were better because of a couple of these things that look less impressive now. I think laying two and a half makes a lot of sense. Three, I don't think I would. But at two and a half, I think Ball State is an investable side. I would make the pitch to lay it within as our last gasp on Eastern Michigan. And if Eastern Michigan wins this game outright, then then we could be officially okay. done. Is that, can we make that deal? Remember, remember yes. that there was all the rumors of the Arizona State staff handed out game plans too, so they might they might have known what was coming. We don't know what was going on. That was such a weird <laughs> situation. Yeah. Like I said. And another game that we've referenced multiple times this season was Eastern Michigan and Louisiana when they had five turnovers in one half, and you thought that well, Louisiana got lucky in that game. Maybe Eastern Michigan is just bad because they had five turnovers yeah. in one half. You know, they had five exactly. turnovers in a bad team. Uh, exactly so, right. It's like it's a little bit of both. It's like the turnovers is like some of it's luck, and some of it's also like yeah, but also good teams don't turn the ball over as much, and bad teams do. There's some of that, right? Yeah, exactly. So okay, I will make the deal. I will lay. I will right. endorse laying the two and a half points All with Ball right. State. And if it blows up in our face, we're done with the Eastern Michigan. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right if, deal. if anybody needs a lean for for their pick and pull on, on well, Eastern Michigan, they got to go somewhere else. Yeah, you're, you're just not even going to say a word. All right. Before, before, we, before we leave this game, what what do y'all feel about the total? I want to take the over, but then that requires trusting Eastern Michigan to do something. I, I have no feel. No. no. Feel. Okay. no. Yeah, I, I think Eastern Michigan has shown competence and incompetence so much on offense yes. and defense. I just don't know what they're doing at this yeah. point. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, uh, I was like, I can't trust Eastern Michigan to do anything yeah. for me. So I, I, I don't think Ball State's getting me 60 points. Right, right. And yeah, I just don't know what they're doing. I just think in general, Ball State at home ought to be able to win this game by field goal. Yeah. So um, yeah, official pick for us then, Ball State minus two and a half, B grade pick. This is our last chance uh to play Eastern Michigan. <laughs> if it fails us, they're done with them forever, uh, or at least the rest of the season. Um, at 2.30 Eastern, UNLV at Notre Dame. This number keeps jumping. It was 24 for the early part of the week. Uh, now it's Notre Dame by 27. Sideline says it should be 23. Uh, you know, UNLV just – we thought maybe they were looking better, and then all of a sudden the last of the weeks, they've just yeah, looked not, worse and yeah. worse and worse. But I don't have a lot of faith in Notre Dame either, and I sure don't have a lot of faith. And Notre Dame winning by this big of a number at 27, I, I really think that's too far. There will be field goals in this game. So it, it's not like, uh, you know, we got to get full 28 for the value. I think there's enough value here in UNLV at plus 27. I think you have to just say it's too much. And, and the reason I, the other reason I say that is part of the reason I built the model, and I think this will come up in another game later when we talk about it, part of the reason I built the model is to say, we are trying to react appropriately. And sometimes the spreads do a really good job of reacting appropriately. Sometimes they don't react enough and sometimes they react too much. I think this is too much of an overreaction on UNLV being bad. Notre Dame, 
I'm just not sure that they've got the horses to beat anybody by this amount of points. 27 just seems like a lot. So I'm going to argue to take the 27 with UNLV. Total is 47 and a half. Old school UNLV, like we thought earlier in the season, you would say this is a fun clash of styles, but now I just think this is going to be a sad game, and I'm not sure we can yeah. even get to 40 points. Because, uh, yeah. Jared, what, what do you think? I, I guess I, w- I would ask, you know, that Air Force game, we, we both watched way too much of that game last week. Yeah. Can't, can't Notre Dame just do basically exactly what, what Air Force did, except from the shotgun instead of running the triple option, just running it up the middle for five yards every play? Like, why would Notre Dame not watch the film on that game and just say, I'm going to run it right up the middle for six yards every single play? And, and you know, UNLV is not going to be able to stop me. And and that, and I and I have an answer for you. We did viewer. We did not script this conversation. We didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't know what he was gonna say, but I do have an answer for you off the top of my head, just right off the reaction. Is what happened with BYU and Notre Dame, and what happened with BYU and Arkansas? Arkansas was just able to pound it down their throat and could yeah. not be stopped on the ground against BYU. Notre Dame didn't have that much success running the ball. And that's the thing is I think that – and not that Air Force is as good of a running team necessarily as Arkansas is, but the, right, the, right. the style, the gimmick, whatever can be. And yeah. I just think we saw when you look at the BYU comparison there, Notre Dame just isn't able to – they're just not talented enough. I mean there's a reason Sideline hasn't ranked down to 36th, right? They, mm-hmm. they just don't have enough – talent to go out there and just run all over them or else they would have done it against BYU. Everybody else is at this point. That's true. That's true. And so I, I, I think you're right in that that's what they would try to do. But if Notre Dame had done that to BYU, then I would be like, absolutely. But yeah, I'm not convinced they can slash. I think they can on occasion, but not enough to win by 28 is I guess my pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel good about it, but if you feel if you feel so led that this should be a B grade play on UNLV, then then we can do that. I I do. Let's lock that as a B grade play plus okay. twenty seven on UNLV. Uh, Jake, what do you have? Yeah, I'm going to take it to it. When it opened around like twenty four, I was like, there. I don't trust Notre Dame to score twenty four points in a game, let alone beat mm-hmm. somebody with twenty four. And so I was going to stay away from it. And then I saw the jump to twenty seven. I was like, there's no way that Notre Dame scores four touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, that then, then that's a shutout. Like. Yeah, yeah, you know, V gets a lucky touchdown or three points somewhere, and now now you're needing thirty. I I, I don't trust Notre Dame to do this, and I mean, or you know, V gets a turnover like that's what was that fueled the Marshall wins all those yeah. turnovers, right? Like all they get to turnover in a short field, all, and you know, V can put up ten points, and hopefully, you know, you know, V's coaches watched the same film on their divorce game, and it was like, hey maybe we were calling the defense as bad. Maybe it wasn't yeah. just our players. And then they yeah. fixed that. So, I mean, uh, or it could be uh, or it could a strong be, word. Um, yeah, you're right. You can't fix things like that. Yeah. But, but we always do, we do talk about like, you can have all the time you want to prepare for the triple option, but if you don't have the players in practice on the scout team to run that well, you're not prepared for it. And they were not prepared for that triple option whatsoever. And, no. and thankfully for them, Notre Dame will not be running that. So you have to hope that UNLV can at least have a good week of practice and say, we can put that out of our minds because thankfully we don't have to deal with that again the rest of the season. We can just go play normal style football teams and, and stop that. Because um, you're total 47 and a half. I, I would lean under. I feel like it's got to be 48 though. Is, is 48 a buy? Yeah, 48 and a yeah. half or, or four, is 48 fine? For, for, 48. 48. 48. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on this one. If we get to under 48, that'd be a buy point for a B grade under for us as well. I yeah. just 48. I just see 48 being very, very possible in this one. Cause like I said, I think there's just a couple field goals some touchdowns mm-hmm. and, and yeah. want to make sure we get the push in that scenario. But I do think under is the way I would lean in this game. Cause I don't really trust you and to score that much. And I don't trust Notre Dame. Kind of like Jake was saying, 
maybe four touchdowns. That seems about like the most. Right? I don't, yeah. If they got more than like 31, I feel like I'd be pretty surprised in this game. Yep. Uh, 3.30 Eastern. Y'all, look, hey, we got to win in a Memphis game. I feel like we, we just mic drop and we just leave. We don't ever talk about Memphis again, other than we have said we have committed to talking about every game on the show. Otherwise, I just feel like we're done. We got one. We can move on with life. It's like, uh, you know, we've, we've checked off the list, you know, of our of, yeah. our, of our bucket list when it, when it came with Memphis and not be, even though we almost got screwed. We were, They tried to. <laughs> they tried. They tried very hard. Yeah. They tried very hard. Uh, maybe that's broken the curse. Uh, Tulane is a seven-point favorite. I've loved this Tulane team all season, basically. I think I've backed mm-hmm. them seemingly every week, other than maybe once I, I zigged. I thought it was a little bit of an overreaction. Otherwise, I've been on Tulane a lot. Uh, total is 56 and a half on this one. Sideline says it should be Tulane minus 7.5. Got Tulane ranked 40th, Memphis ranked 59th. Because, uh, Jared, what do you think on this one? Man, uh, if I had to lean one way or the other, I mean, I think this is a well-priced line. If I had to lean one way or the other, I think I would lean towards Tulane just because they've been more consistent this season. Like like you mentioned, Sideline has kind of been on them, and, and they Sideline has seen something uh, that I think, you know, at least I have it most of the time. The other thing is, is I've, I mean, I, I have watched enough Memphis football and, and lost enough money on Memphis football to tell you that – Memphis will do something that will be dumb and, and kind of give this game away at, at some point. And, and so kind of with those two things in mind, um, I would definitely be comfortable laying the seven points if that's kind of where your mind was headed to. I, I'm good with that as a B-grade pick laying the seven. Okay. Um, I, I think when I look back to last week, I was surprised at the spread between Memphis and East Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, we were all, I think, on Memphis on that one. Yeah. I think Tulane's just a much better team than East Carolina. And yeah, Memphis yep. should have won that handily, but they did the thing to screw it up at the end, like they kind of do. Yeah. They yeah. do that to Tulane, they're gonna lose by 14. Oh, um, yeah. and that's where I you know, I'd rather have I'd rather it be six. I think to me, six, maybe five and a half, either one of those yeah. numbers is yeah. a great territory. Yep. At seven or at six and a half, I, I like it. I still think I'd play it as a B grade pick, but uh, you know, like I said, comfortable back in Tulane, which was a little lower, but yeah, B grade pick for Tulane minus seven for me works works well. Because uh, on the total, 56 and a half, you, you've gone many rounds deep with the Memphis total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloody. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm, I've been beaten to a pulp at this point <laughs> on, on those things. Uh, and, and see, I, again, join join our, our – become a Patreon member. Join our Discord. I will tell you how every single Memphis game will play out. And, yes. and I told you that that game would go to overtime because that is the only way that I could possibly lose both of my plays, uh, pl- taking the points with Memphis <laughs> and, and having the under there. And so fortunately, the, the you know the spread, I was able to get that one, but I, I lost the under once it went to overtime. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not messing with the total on this one if if uh i have two thoughts on that first off yes if, if you're on the discord there you, you can hit it, it's live better you gotta be you gotta be alive better uh but because jerry can map out in game how it's gonna play out he's done it like three weeks in a row with memphis we did it last year too there was no discord yeah. last year but during our group text like you were doing the yeah. same thing because memphis yeah. is the same nonsense last year I, my, my my second thing on this one is you know obviously i look at this total i'm thinking hard under like i i'm i'm like mm. this is above 55 this is an under situation Memphis is an under team other than their shenanigans. Tulane's got a good defense. But then I start thinking to myself, you know what? Fool me once, fool me twice, fool yep. me 917 times. Like Memphis and their shenanigans. Yeah. Do you just say go over with Memphis? Because something wonky is going to happen. There's going to be big plays. And that's just it, at some point you have to stop. And you have to say like sometimes there's bad luck and dumb luck. But sometimes it's just 
That's who Memphis is. They're a team that will lull you to sleep for a quarter and then have a quarter where stuff just goes crazy. And it seems to happen every game. So at some point, do you just flip and just say, take the over? Yeah, I, I, I would lean toward towards the over if I if I had to pick one way or another on this one. Yeah, like I said, to me, just looking at watching these two teams, I'm like, this feels like an under. But yeah, just knowing that Memphis has that quarter, that's just like built into their DNA, it seems like. It doesn't it doesn't seem fluky anymore. It seems like a like a character trait of they have stretches where they bust plays open and they get plays busted open. And it yep. just seems to happen every game. And when you do that a couple of times and points happen like that, it's hard to go under any reasonable number. Which God, we spent way too much time on this game, but which is why I why I ha, I have played so many unders because it, so many of those things, giving up the big plays, getting the big plays, are are things that in general you're not going to be able to replicate as often. And so that was kind of why I always thought there was value on the under. But at this point, like we've seen it enough times to say that like that's, that's just that's kind of who they, they are. are. That, that's yeah. who they are. And so yeah, I, I would lean towards the over if I had to pick one way or the other. All right, so we'd lean over. We're not going to play it, though, but we do have a B-grade pick on Tulane minus seven. Jake, uh, we've talked long enough about this game. Do you have anything for us? I got nothing to add. I'm not playing it till I see six and a half because okay. I just, for some reason, Memphis has got me worried that they're going to do something and it's going to end up at seven. So yeah, You should be worried, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for six and a half. If six and a half happens, I'll play it, but. It doesn't really matter what it is. Memphis is involved. You should be worried. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. Three <laughs> thirty um, Eastern. Georgia Southern and Old Dominion. Old Dominion is a short two and a half point favorite here. Southern's got Georgia Southern ranked seventy sixth. Old Dominion eighty fifth. Sidelight says that the road team is the better team here, according to the spread. The spread would indicate mm. that these two teams are about even, but Sideline thinks that Georgia Southern is the better team, and thus. This should be pretty close to a pick'em. Uh and Jared, my pitch would be either let's take the two and a half with Georgia Southern if we think it's gonna get wonky, or a total 67. Maybe take a money line here, plus like a 110, 115, something like that on Georgia Southern. I've liked them. I've backed them a decent amount of times this year. I think they're a pretty good team. I think they can go on the road and get the victory. What do you think? Uh, I, I think, and if what I'm what I'm seeing correctly here is plus two and a half even money, I I would mm-hmm. lean towards taking the two and a half points with with the even money there. If it was down to you know two and it was laying you know minus one hundred five, minus one ten, mm-hmm. I'd say look at the money line at, at that point. But if we can get two and a half and get even odds uh, with all of the crazy things we've seen with extra points and two point conversions and God knows everything else that we've seen happen in college football this season, um, I, I think two and a half at even money we can give that a B grade. Okay, money line's plus 125, by the way, so I undershot that. But I'm good with that as well. Uh, obviously, even money on a play is good, getting point. that this goes three overtimes, right? We should be set. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, be great then for us on the plus two and a half even money on Georgia Southern. Like I said, I think they go on the road and get the win. Or, yeah, maybe it's a shootout and late someone goes for two, and then we're like, great, go for two, win by one. We don't yeah, care. Yeah. We've got two and a half points in our pocket. Uh, yeah. Total is 67, so we're expecting some points here. Georgia Southern definitely has an offense. Old Dominion. Old Dominion is a team that seems to play with their opponent. Their opponent slows it down, yeah. they slow it down. Their opponent goes fast, they go fast. Georgia Southern wants yeah. to go fast. Can yeah. this game get to seven points? Ah, man, you just get, you have, a, have a hard time going over a number like six, seven with, with Old mm-hmm. Dominion. Uh, just, I just don't think I can, I can get there. What number could you buy in at the over at? Uh, probably like 65 is where okay. I would feel a lot better about it at. Okay, with against Liberty they got to sixty-two. Against Coastal they got to seventy. Uh, mm, so I mean, yeah. they have played some higher-scoring games against both Virginia and Virginia Tech. They played lower-scoring games. Again, they do tend yeah. to kind of just play the type of game that you're going with them. And uh, yeah. I feel like this game. It's a lot. What number did you say again? Six, Sixty-what? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. 
65. Okay, so if it gets 65, yeah. we will go on the over on that one. I think I would lean over. It's just it is a, a high number. So it's yeah. we can say we lean over, and that doesn't mean it's really a great investment. It, it could just be a mediocre investment or something yeah. like that. Or, again, that's the way we lean. If you also like that, maybe that little lane that we have is enough to push you over the edge. Uh, but we personally just want a little bit extra cushion on that uh, to go along with our Georgia Southern plus two and a half B grade pick. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, nothing. Uh, it's two teams I can't get the handle on this year. Um so I'm going to stay away from them. Like I'm thinning my list out here because, man, I, I'm having trouble getting a hold of some of these small teams. I'm going to work on my matching stuff and leave some of these smaller schools out of, out of my, out of my hey, if, if you could come in and be the, the, the matching guru, I think that, I think people would find value in that. <laughs> that would be a nice angle for you. A little niche to fill. Um, also, 3.30 Eastern kickoff. North Texas at UTSA. North Texas is a team for me that I feel like I don't know what the heck they're doing. Uh, they've gotten back inside the top 100 now, barely at 97th. UTSA is ranked 70th. Uh, so I think it says it should be UTSA by 10.5 or 11. So maybe... Uh, maybe a slight lean there, but when you look at mathematically about the commonality of final score outcomes, sideline would actually go slightly the other direction. So according to the math and the si- and sideline, it, it, it doesn't really have any direction for us. So it's going to give us no help in this game. Mm. Total is 73, so expecting a lot of points. Uh, Cousin Jared, which way do you lean on this one? Uh, no way. <laughs> this, this feels like a really well well set line. I think I would... I guess I would lean towards laying the 10 points just because I think that UTSA is going to be able to put up a, a lot of points in this game. I think the the bigger um, piece of information that I would have for you, viewer and listener here, is that you see a really big number like this at 73. And let me tell you, wouldn't play the under here. There, There is almost no number that you could set this at where I would play, play the under. I don't know if you could talk me into playing the over, but there is in no world where you should play the under in this game. Okay, I'm going to let Jake talk, and then I'm going to do my best to talk you into over 73 and see if I can oh succeed. Oh, my right. sweet Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jake, have at it. This is like copy and paste. I cannot – like I can't figure North Texas out with what they're doing. I mean, the last two games they've kind of impressed, but UTSA has looked better all year. So 10 is – man, I, I just – I can't get to it because under 10 I would probably play – UTSA and then over over if I got to like twelve or thirteen I would lean North Texas but and then I just I'm adverse to playing over seventy anything in the seventies I'm adverse to playing that because it just it, everything has to be too perfect so that's where I, I'm at I'm not playing anything on this one. All right, cause Jared, you ready? Let's My, let's do it. My tallest task of the week right here. Uh, I, I don't have to sell you on UTSA, right? You know that they can score. Yeah, they yeah. Points, right? That's that's it. North yeah. Texas is the one I want to focus on here because, I, Jake, I hear you. I hear you about everything gets to go perfect. And I think I would have said the same thing. But let's back this up a little bit. I'm going to go back to the third game of the season. UNT played a game against Texas Southern. It was Texas Southern, but there were 86 points in it. That's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. The yeah. next week they played UNLV, there were 85 points. And that's also a lot of points. Things aren't having to go right. This is just how they are, right? 85 points in that one. Next week, North Texas plays Memphis. That game had 78 points in it. That goes over 73. The next week, and this is what I want to focus on, the next week they played Florida Atlantic, and it got to 73 on the dot. Isn't UTSA yeah. a higher-scoring team than Florida Atlantic? And then to finish this off last week, they got to 74 against Louisiana Tech, which is probably – Again, not as good of a team as UTSA. I get what you're saying, because Jake, I'm with you. Everything has to go right, it feels like, for these games. But you look at North Texas, and they've gone over this number literally however many weeks that was in a row. 
And UTSA yeah. is an over team. This number is too low. I think we go over 73. Okay, let, let's do it. You you had me at Florida Atlantic. Got to 73. You're with it too? Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. I've convinced everyone. All right. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. what North Texas does. They just play these psycho games, up, which is so crazy given how they finished last season. Yeah. It's like they just yeah. did. And, and started the first two games this season in about face. And uh, it's fun, but it's also just like – yeah, I, it's just like being on drugs at a football game because you're like, it's just chaotic. There's just chaos everywhere. There's just people flying yeah. around. It's, it makes for fun watching, but uh, a yeah. lot of points. So we'll go B grade over 73, a big number. Uh, yeah, I think it goes over. And then uh, I, I'm I'm what did you say your lean was? Because I have no feel for this island. You think I would lean. I would. Yeah, I would lean towards laying the points. But, you know, whatever, <laughs> man, this is going to be on stadium. I, I got to figure out how to get how to watch stadium because, uh, yeah, this is this could be an exciting game for sure. Download, download the free stadium app. There, there, there you go. They're not paying us. They're not paying us. All right, we'll move. We'll go official lean on that one. UTSA. I think that also plays into the over because North Texas is going yeah. to. If it's a tight game, there might be some slowing down at the end. But yeah, if UTSA is up twenty, North Texas is going to be going crazy at the end and trying to put up points. Yeah. And there's just and then the defense is going to get more aggressive, and that's going to lead to more points. So I think yeah. it kind of plays in that. So I'm fine with the lean as a C grade pick to UTSA minus ten, and then again B grade pick on the over seventy three. Um, a Florida International at Charlotte. Uh, hey, we got a big win with Florida International last week. That was a lot of fun. They are still ranked dead last, according to Sideline. <laughs> um, Charlotte's ranked 120th. Uh, Sideline says 14.4. The actual number is 14.5. Uh, total 63.5. Can we set a record for the shortest game ever and what we've talked about? Because, I, I mean, I mean, why? Wait, you don't want to lay the 14.5 points with Charlotte? With, sure. with, with, with Chris with Chris Reynolds back, I, sure. I mean, I feel like we've got a couple of games of like terrible data from Charlotte because they've been completely yeah. different, in my opinion, completely not completely different. They're, they're not very good, but, I, but their, I just their want, offense has been much better. I just hate the hook. The hook just makes me mm. sad. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I I mean, it makes me feel uncomfortable too. But I don't think this is getting to fourteen, right? I mean, is this something we want to say? Let's wait to see if it gets to fourteen, and then we'll play it at fourteen and a half later in the week if it doesn't move. I'm fine with that. So we'll just we'll go ahead and lock in the C grade pick today. So that's a zero okay, yeah. play. Yeah. Uh that's the side we want to be on. I'm with you. I just I wish it was 14, but I yeah. I would still I could be talked into what you're saying is you think obviously we talked about the Charlotte quarterback situation. We talked about that throughout mm -hmm. the season now. Uh you, you're saying you think uh you'd still lay 14 and a half as a B grade pick. It's just maybe yeah. if we can get to 14, it's even better. Yeah, and, and there to, for me, there's a very short window here between like A grade and B grade. It's like A grade at 14, and if it got down to like 13 or 12 and a half for sure, I would say A grade because like I think that I think that Charlotte with Reynolds at quarterback is going to put up a, a lot of points, and you know I just don't trust FIU to keep up. So where would your so where's your lowest A grade play then? Lowest A grade, you may be able to talk me into or highest. I mean, 13. 13. I think that okay. you know, we're it's very thin margins here on this game. Okay, I don't see it getting to 14 personally, but um, if it does, that's even better. Uh, but that's fine for us, and then we'll play it, we'll play it as a B grade pick up to 16 and a half. Yeah, okay, all right, so we'll have a B grade pick, we're gonna lock in a C grade pick for now and just kind of see where the number goes on Charlotte. Uh, Florida National is terrible. They they covered last week because the number was so dang huge. But uh, Charlotte can, if Charlotte wants to, they can win this game by by three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Jake, what do you have? 
I'm not convinced Florida International is playing actual football yet. So, <laughs> but, I, but I'm not laying – the hook scares me away. So I'm not laying that yet. I'm waiting for 14. But, golly, what is – like, Florida International, figure it out. Hey, they covered last week. Come on, give them some credit. Right. They won the only place that matters in the sports book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Arizona State at Stanford. Stanford is a three-point home favorite. Sideline says 3.1, so another game that's priced pretty well. Uh, Sideline ranks Stanford 68th, Arizona State 71st. I mean, I have questions about both these teams. Yep, lots of questions. That's all. That's what I'll leave. It. I have lots of questions about both these teams. Uh, yeah, because Jared, do you, do you have an angle? Total fifty four. Do you have an angle for us or any of that? Nope. Uh, I would lean towards taking the three points though, because uh, I, I think I think Arizona State had a bye week last week. I think, uh, and, and so I, I think just having an extra week to prepare a potential letdown spot for Stanford after the victory over Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, you know, a game where you don't know what's going to happen. I'd lean towards taking the points. And that and that anything on that total? I mean, Stanford. Uh, that Stanford Notre Dame under was easy. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really easy. Um, the, the question is Arizona State, and what are they going to come out and try to do? Yeah, with the yeah, I, I, I have no idea. And as I, I've talked about many times this year, like Stanford is like the god of if there's garbage time, Stanford is going to find a way to to score in garbage time. So uh, I, I think I would definitely lean towards towards the under, but like I don't feel great about that. I, I think. Um, I, I I would lean under as well. Uh, probably want fifty five would be my buy point on that. Mm-hmm. I Arizona State what they've done. I mean they got into a shootout with um, Washington. They played a higher string game against USC. We said USC can play all sorts of different games. I mean they only put up thirteen against Utah, and Utah's defense not nearly as strong as we thought it was. And Arizona State in that game seemed like they were moving backwards half the time. So it. It feels more like a lower scoring game. I mean, you might get talk me into under 54 if you felt strongly about that, if you didn't research or really like that. But if not, I could say 55. 55 would be my buy point then. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Uh, I, I'm down taking the three with Arizona, with Arizona State. Uh, that's just a lean for you, though, just a C grade pick. Just C grade. Three and a half a B grade pick? Four? Three and a half B grade pick or four? Man. Yeah, but I would probably say four because, like, okay, if you go past four, your next logical thing to say is six, and it's like six just seems like that'd be a lot of a lot of value there. So I I think I would say be great at four. Okay, so we'll lean taking the three points with Arizona State, Uh, and I outlined this a couple weeks ago, right? Arizona State schedule set up for them to kind of at least make a little bit of a rebound here with the bye week, playing a weaker team, right? who knows if that'll happen, but at least it, it is possible there. Uh, like I said, a little bit of light that's not for spot for Stanford, but we're looking for plus four before we make that an official investment. I, and I think the under makes a lot of sense, but we'll wait and we'll see if we can get a 55 for that one, uh, that being such a key number uh, to go mm-hmm. under that. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite here. I, I kind of like Stanford, but if this game was last week or next week, I would be all over them taking the minus three. But I mean, Notre Dame's not a great team this year, but that's still a big win. But that's for a big Stanford. rivalry. Yeah, that, like it's a big win for them. So I'm, I'm too worried about the uh, the letdown spot here, even, even at home. And Arizona State can put up some stuff. So I, don't, I put up some points every once in a while. And so I, I'm just – I don't like the total either. I'm staying away from this one, but, man, I, I want to take Stanford. I'm just – fighting myself on it because I know it's too big of a letdown spot. Yeah, I yeah, I would agree. I will say that Stanford uh, two weeks ago 
only losing by one to Oregon State. Now, Oregon State had some injury issues there. Then winning against Notre Dame. If Stanford comes out and wins this game by two touchdowns, you have to look at Stanford's schedule and say, maybe we were just a little bit lulled to sleep because their second game of the year was a conference game against USC, their third game of the year, conference game against Washington, fourth game of the year, conference game against Oregon, two of those three on the road. So it it could be that Stanford's actually not terrible. We just have a little bit of a different opinion based off that schedule. I think I made that point last time. I said, like, they've they've played three or four conference games so far, and – Man, it's been the top of the top of the top yeah. tier there. So maybe yeah. they're not as bad as what we think. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's just a weird spot. It's a tough spot to watch this one. Yeah, it's a tough spot for sure. Uh, and like we said, Arizona State coming off a bye. It's like the perfect setup for a letdown spot here and for an upset. Um, 4 p.m. Eastern, Florida Atlantic at Utah. Florida Atlantic is a three and a half point favorite. FAU is ranked 95th according to the sideline. UTEP 117th. I think this should be Florida Atlantic minus 5.2, but getting over the four isn't enough to make this a hugely profitable play according to the math. So if we're playing this, it's because we like laying the three and a half. Uh, total is 51. Because, Jared, what do you got? I propose that we go with B grade on the under 51 here. When when you look at UTEP's schedule, so don't don't get uh, you know distracted by their last two games where they played Louisiana Tech and Charlotte, two of the you know better offenses, worst defensive uh, team in the country. If you go back before that, their games had 37, 37, 33, yeah, you know 44. The first game of the season, the Oklahoma game, even you know with Oklahoma's offense there only had uh, 58 points. So I think that the under 51 is going to get a B grade. Uh, for me. Um, and, you know, I know you said sideline would favor Florida Atlantic here, but I think I would lean towards taking the three and a half points just because I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And so I would just lean towards taking three and a half points in, in a game like that. I'm fine with that. I have, like I said, it's, it's not actually a positive edge according to the math on either side that the juice actually mm-hmm. overcomes it um, and has a negative ed- edge on both sides. So I'm fine with a lean taking the three and a half with UTEP, uh, a three and a half is pretty well priced. Three and a half or four, either one, I think would be pretty well priced. At three is a yeah. different story, of course, but at three and a half, um, yeah, I, I have no feel. So I'm fine with a lean there on UTEP. I'm good with the under 51. The other thing I was going to say about the under 51 that I like about this is, hey, we just talked about Florida Atlantic only getting to 73 points with North Texas, and that's North Texas low in the last month and a half. So, I mean, if that yeah. game only got to 73, this game's going to have like 12 points in it probably. Um, <laughs> Jake, yeah. Jake, what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, me and UTEP aren't getting along right now, so I'm not going to play on the side. But I like the under. Also, I was I was looking at that and like Jared literally read from my notes was you can't pay attention to the last two because those teams have terrible defensive, great offense or not great offense, but relatively great offense for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I think the under is a safe, smart play here. Jake, I feel like you know you're talking about some of these teams that you're having problems with. I need you to drop in some like Taylor Swift lyrics about these teams. I feel like that would take this show to the next level if you could, if you could I'll, express your frustrations with them via some Taylor. I'll work on that for next week. I'll just all right. We'll see what I can come up with. All right, uh, five p.m. Eastern, Arkansas State at Louisiana. Louisiana is a six and a half point favorite right now. So I think this should be Louisiana up minus five. I think we've I think we bottomed out with Louisiana. I think we've kind of figured out where they roughly are. This mm-hmm. season, a huge step back from last season. Sideline has them ranked 79th. Probably not going to fall out of the top 100, but they are going to be in the bottom of that set of teams. Arkansas State up to 90th. Um, two respectable teams. Two teams that obviously, though, um, in, in the middle tier of the 
um, Sunbelt West. Total on this one's 51 and a half. Cousin Jared, what is your direction on this game? I, I would note, uh, you know, where we're, we're pulling lines right now, this is plus six and a half, even money. So I would give a B grade to taking the six and a half points in, in this situation. And the reason that I say that is I go back and look at Arkansas State's schedule. And if you just kind of look at who they've played, okay, for, forget their FCS game, forget the Ohio State game. Memphis can put up some points. They, they weren't able to hang with Memphis. They lost by 10. Old Dominion, we talked about wanting to play, uh, you know, whatever style that, that you play. Only lost to Old Dominion by three. Um, you know, they beat Louisiana Monroe, James Madison, good team. They weren't able to, to hang with James Madison. And they lost to their miss last week. They only lost by one. So where I'm getting at with this is I don't think that Louisiana is a in the class of James Madison or you know, Memphis, really. I think they're a step below that. And all the teams that are below that, that Arkansas State has played this year, they, ha- they have either won or lost by less than one score. So I think you're getting some value with six and a half, especially even money. So I, I would say let's give that a B grade. I'm actually going to argue this for an A grade for two reasons. Number one, it is the strongest mathematical edge of all the games this entire episode. Um, it is over the threshold where the plays have started to do a little bit better. So I'm going to argue for an A grade pick because of that. And also, I think it's the only chance for an A grade this whole episode. So I got, we got to give the people something here. So I'm going to argue okay. A grade on Arkansas State plus six and a half because it's even money. Or if you shop around and you're laying the minus 110, you should be able to get plus seven, which would also be A grade, even if it was minus 115 or something like that in my opinion. Yeah, I let's do it. All right, and in total, 51 and a half. I feel like this is an under, but do we need 52 or do we actually need 55? Uh, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to say playing under in an Arkansas State game. This is going to be – you talk about the, the clash of – I just think about styles. Louisiana. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. I just think yeah. Louisiana – I've seen enough of Louisiana like – Unless there's turnovers, I don't think they could score points. Like I feel like they yeah. just drag you into this ugly game this year. So that's why I'm. That's why I said I just. But you're right. It is the clash of styles. But I yeah. just have no faith in Louisiana doing yeah. anything that involves points. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I would. It just it just hurts being on the south side of 52. It, yeah. it really oh, for, no, for sure. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do under fifty-one and a half. I'm saying 52, 52 no. and a half, fifty-five. That's what I'm kind of saying. What would be? Yeah, yeah. If it got to fifty-five, if it got to fifty-five, definitely look at look at the under. Um, 52, 52 and a half. You'd probably be able to convince me to to play the under fifty-two. I don't know. It's just it's Arkansas State, man. It is. It is. I just look at the 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 Rice game got to fifty-four, and that's the high for Louisiana. Other than that Eastern Michigan game, which had a right. floppity billion turnovers. Yeah. Since yeah, crazy since game. that game. The last three Louisiana games, uh, 38 points, 37 points, 36 points. I mean, I guess this yeah. one has to have 35. We've, we we can predict it. 35 points. Uh, there you go. Lock it in. <laughs> Lock it in. Yeah. 35 points exactly in this game based off the trend. Uh, I'm with you, though. It is Arkansas State. So I definitely at least want 52, yeah. uh, 52 and a half. For yeah. Uh, but a great pick for us on Arkansas State plus six and a half at the even money. Uh, or I think it might have even been plus 105. It was one of the two. Uh, but oh, really yeah, it was good. plus 105, yeah. Okay, yeah, but some really good odds on the plus six and a half or at a different book if you're if you're getting a plus seven at different odds, also an A grade. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, this this is probably my favorite play of the weekend, taking Arizona State or Arizona, Arkansas, Arkansas State. State. Yeah, wrong A State. Um, uh, just like I feel like Southern Miss and Louisiana are trying to play the same, same kind of style, and that was a one-point game. And I think Arkansas State – Getting a little underrated by the sports books and everything here. Like, I, I just – I don't know. They've, they've hung with teams this year. It's not like their defenses was letting them get absolutely wiped with the floor with like it's normal. Uh, but 
So I, I really like this under a touchdown and the plus money is just so much fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, Fresno State and New Mexico, 6.30 p.m. Eastern kick total at 39 and a half. And look, y'all, don't play the over. <laughs> Whatever you do, no. don't no. play the over. Uh, Fresno State is an 11-point favorite. Um, look, last week improved. Um, New Mexico, I don't know. <laughs> Not terrible. I mean, this game is just depressing to me. Um, so I thought it says it should be Fresno minus 11.1. So 11 is pretty spot on. Uh, Kissinger, do you have any insights for us on this one? I am concerned after New Mexico never sniffed the cover uh, against New Mexico State last week. I know it's a rivalry game, but um, I, I, I've got some concerns is what I would say. And, you know, We've talked ad nauseum about how the Mountain West is just not very good this season, but I, I was I was glad to see Fresno State come out and meet San Jose State because I would have thought that San Jose State would have run away with that game last week after what we've mm-hmm. seen from Fresno State yeah. the past couple of weeks. So I'm wondering if if Fresno State has maybe kind of getting their their crap together a, a little bit and kind of learning how to play without Hainer. But man, um, I just don't think 11 points. You couldn't get me to to lay the 11 points here. This feels like maybe an over. I can't believe I'm saying this. Maybe an overreaction in New Mexico losing to New Mexico State. God, that's that's so sad. Um, It it is so sad. I think I would lean towards taking the 11 points. I think you would take the 11 or lay the 11. I think I would take the 11 because, I mean, what has Fresno State shown us on offense without Hayner that, that makes me think that they they would be able to get outside of, of this number? Because I because I, I think that, you know, New, New Mexico can store 10. And, and so are, are we saying that Fresno State's going to store, you know, 24 points? New Mexico couldn't score 10 against New Mexico State. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. I know. It's just. You could not convince too, me. You could not convince me. Teams. To take eleven points in this game, and and here's why I'm going to outline this for you. I'm going to I'm going to make my pitch for Fresno. I can I already tell that you're more passionate about this than I am. So whatever you want, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Folks, we're recording a little later than usual tonight, so because of Jared's like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> here's my, well, I got to Here's my pitch for Fresno: is uh, I, I think last week, yeah, we saw maybe they're kind of figuring some things out. They're kind of learning the new offense. Mm-hmm. play call it whatever all that other stuff blah 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 right new mm-hmm. mexico is a team that the model has been on and liking and the last three weeks um now we we faded new mexico and lsu that worked fading new mexico the next week new mexico lost to unlv who as we talked about has just been a disappointment ever since then they lost yep. to unlv by 11 at this point mm-hmm. i would say fresno and unlv aren't drastically different why wouldn't they lose to 11 by them Against mm. Wyoming, they had a lead against Wyoming, and then Wyoming was like, "Oh, hey, we can just embarrass you." And Wyoming won by thirteen on the road last week. Yeah. New Mexico lost by eleven to New Mexico State. Like, if New Mexico was actually losing these three games by a combined fourteen points, I would say sure. But they lost all of them by eleven or more. Right. I think Fresno State's as good as those teams. And again, I like the direction Fresno State's going. This is that situation where the model doesn't know what to do with Fresno. Because of Hayner and then the injury and all that stuff and then coming yeah. in the middle of the game and then Fresno looking so bad and then last week, it doesn't know what to do with them. And like I said, the model's kind of like New Mexico and hanging on thinking they're decent. I look at this team and I think they're just garbage. So, I mean, I would lay the 11 with Fresno and I, 
I just don't know if I'd give it a B grade or a C grade. I just, I think my question is just when you look at New Mexico, this more of a fade of New Mexico than anything else. And right, a, right. Fresno still has more talent than New Mexico. And if New Mexico lost by that much to New Mexico State and UNLV, why can't Fresno do the same? That would be my question. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, when, when, you, when you lay it out like that, Sure. Let let's let's do a lean, uh, a C grade on, on laying the eleven points, uh, because yeah, I mean, I think if if you take away New Mexico's seventeen point win over UTEP, in the third game of the season, you, you could just look at it and be like, yeah, New Mexico has just been awful this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake, what, what do you got? Yeah, I'm just going to pour one out for the season that could have been with Fresno. I think they had a chance to do something special with Hayner, and then. Whew. Especially with how weak the Mountain West is, yeah. yeah, they could they could have been up there. I mean, they they had a chance. Was it Oregon State? Uh-huh. Early in the yeah, year, yep, yep, but they, they they've had a chance to win that game, and then like you were, you were thinking, oh, this Fresno team could be good, and then the injury happens, and the yep. bottom fell out. Yep, uh, Fresno still could yeah. should make a bowl game at this point. Um, Hayner's coming back. Some of their defensive players are getting healthy. Um, but they do have two so wins on the season. They should win this one for a third. They get Hawaii at home for a fourth. They play at Nevada. That would be a fifth win. Uh, and then they just got to win one of San Diego State, UNLV, or Wyoming to get to six wins. I mean, six wins is still on the table, make a bowl game, salvage a season. But yeah, they could have they could have absolutely been 10 and two and just couldn't get it together. And, and the injury and the exit things just going south for them. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, Pittsburgh at Louisville. Louisville is a two and a half point favorite. Sunday says Louisville should be a 1.2 point favorite. Sunday thinks Pittsburgh's a little bit better of a team than Louisville ranks them 42nd. Louisville 47th. Totals 56 and a half. A sideline gives a tiny bit of a mathematical edge here to playing Pittsburgh and taking the two and a half, though I would wonder if maybe taking the money line would be a smarter investment than taking the two and a half. Of course, again, we talked about two being a more key number this year than in years past. Um, Cousin Jared, what is your take on this one? I don't really feel good uh, about either side on this one, but I, I do think I, I kind of like the the over 56 and a half here um, because, you know, I, we give part, Pat Narduzzi a, a hard time, but but Pitt has still been reasonably successful on, on offense this season. And again, anytime that Malik Cunningham is playing, I think maybe the, the first game of the season the game against Syracuse, they kind of had some, some hiccups. Was it the UCF game? I think maybe the first game of the season in Syracuse game they had some hiccups, but since then when he's been playing, it, it's kind of looked like more like what you expected from, from the offense on Louisville this season. So I think I would probably um, lean towards the, the over 56 and a half. Could, could I convince you that maybe that should be a B grade? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I think, um, like you said, Pittsburgh has been not terrible on offense, not as bad as maybe we would. We've cried that they've been terrible, and they haven't been terrible. Um, yeah. and <laughs> Louisville has had some games that uh, can get some points. So I, I could be talking to a B grade on that. Um, with regards to the side, do you have a lean on that? I mean, two and a half is a nice number if you want to lay it with Louisville. Um, it's under a field goal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I can be the deciding factor here. All right, what's, what's, yeah, what's your – Yeah, let's do it. I really <laughs> like – I really like this Pittsburgh team here. Like in this spot, I like mm-hmm. him a lot, especially getting the two and a half. I kind of want to sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Um, Lake Cunningham's coming off the concussion. I'm assuming he plays. If not, I love Pittsburgh all the more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Pitt's a decent team. They had a slip up against Georgia Tech. Kind of like wipe that from your mind. I know that's hard, but they've taken care of business everywhere else. Well. The open the opening loss to Tennessee 
only looks better and better since that's the only time Tennessee hasn't scored 40. Um, and that was in overtime. Uh, and Louisville's not the Tennessee offense. That was a, a Tennessee offense full strength, uh, by the way, too, with Cedric Tillman and everybody else. So, like, I, I think the defense is a little better. Um, Izzy Adabakanda Babalibu um, is a very good running back. Uh, he ran for, I think, three. 3,500 yards last week and like 10 touchdowns. Um, That that is approximately correct. Yeah. So I I, I just, I think they're going to take advantage of this Louisville team who, uh, man, has not really impressed me this year. I thought more of them. um, They're also on this pattern of like win one, lose one every, every week or every other week. And they lost or they beat Virginia which is nothing to brag about, but they did beat Virginia, so that sets up for a loss this week if the pattern continues. But uh, I really think it really keys on that. I think Pittsburgh's defense is better than what, what like is better than what most people think, and they can really control the game with Slovis and out of Aconda. And and like you mean, like we mentioned, right? Their offense, we, we've cried about it, of course, and the Georgia Tech thing was bad, but I mean, they they did put up. 34 against Western Michigan, which not that Western Michigan is good, but I mean, they at least did what they should do, which is go put up a point right. in total of the 30s. They got 38 against West Virginia, and they put up 45 against Virginia Tech, which was a pretty impressive output. Yeah, so, that was impressive. Um, yeah. uh, Virginia was, Tech obviously playing at a slower pace and a right up the mainly on the ground, Mainly on the ground, too, because uh, I think the weather was kind of rough that game. So it was mainly handing the ball off. All right. Money line on that one is. Uh, plus 115 at the moment. Um, a sideline says take Pittsburgh in the two and a half, so I'm good making that the official lean. Cousin Jared, yeah. would we get to a B pick at plus three? Uh, yeah, we would get to a B pick at, at, at plus three. And the other thing that I would just say for, for our listeners here is I just did a check, and there are a lot of 55s and a lot of 55s and a halfs out there. So we're, we've got a B grade on the over 56 and a half, but if you can go out and grab a, a 55, uh, all the better. Yeah, 55 being, as we talked about, one of the one of the key numbers. So going over, that's even better. Uh, last one of the week, 1030 Eastern, uh, Washington at Cal. Sideline says Washington should be a 10.3-point road favorites. They're actually a 7.5-point road favorite. Totals 56. Uh, Washington just outside my top 25. According to Sideline, California ranked 81st. Um Another situation where I have questions about both of these teams. Obviously, Washington's yep. a much better team, but I do have questions about both of these teams. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to lay seven, seven and a half. Uh, yeah, it, it, the the hook makes it very uh, discouraging. I think. Yeah, uh, cousin Jared, what, is, what are your thoughts here on either the side or the total of fifty six? Ah, oh, man. So I guess the first thing that, so the first thing I thought of when I saw this was that you, you might be able to convince me to play in and over here, because I know that, that Cal's offense has just looked absolutely terrible. Um, but man, Washington's defense this year has been, has more or less made everybody that they've played look, look good. Um, so I, I think back to, um, the Cal and Arizona game earlier this season when, when Cal somehow put up 49 points uh, on Arizona. And, and that has by far been the outlier of, of Cal season. But the thing is, is that like you look at Washington's defense. Who they, like, but, well, I was just say, uh, let me interject here. Look at who those games are against, right? Like the UC Davis thing was kind of, but they did put up 34 against them. 
UNLV, I don't know what to make of them. They've been kind of a disappointment, right? But then Notre yeah. Dame is a low-scoring team. Uh, Washington State has been better on defense team. here. Yeah. Uh, Colorado, I mean, again, we don't know what happened, but it's it's the only like team that they play that mimics the Wash the good offense, questionable defense is Arizona, and that game had. 80 points in it so when you just yeah. do the comparison styles like i i do think that this sets up to be more like the arizona game than any of the other games yeah and, and so i don't think i would say play the over 56 i think 55 would probably be my buy point for for a b grade just because it is cal and, and cal could mm. find a way to make this game super ugly and everything um but man i i would i would love to lay like like six and a half with washington you could talk me to lay in seven with washington yeah. um it'd still be a c grade still be a lean for me um just because because uh, of all the units on the field, I have the most faith in Washington's offense in this game. Uh, but man, that that hook just makes it a lot less appealing. Yeah, I would say officially a lean Washington minus seven and a half. I would lean anything single digits um, with Washington. I would play it as a B grade for sure at six and a half and maybe even seven. I, I think obviously six is possible, but um, Washington minus seven, you could maybe talk me into playing and actually investing in seven and a half though is just that hook just yeah i hate it so it's a lean yep. for me on washington minus seven and a half um i i i, I like you i like the over there i i how do i say this um i'm gonna say something that i tend to tend to not say because it tends to i, I just i don't want to bite it, me in the butt on this one but i don't think a key number of 55 or 56 matters in this game I think this is a game that Cal either uglies up and it's in the 30s or Washington does what Washington does and this game gets to 70. And it doesn't really matter that Cal's involved because right. you have that Cal-Arizona type game, except flipped where now Washington plays the role of Cal and Cal plays the role of Arizona. I think the latter is what's going to happen in this because we tend to say that the better team tends to dominate the style of the game. Washington should have their way with Cal offensively yeah. and that should lead to more points so i i don't even think the key number part matters i personally would just go over um 56 and not worry about it because like i said i think it's more of a game in the 60s up towards 70 um despite cal and i think if it goes under it's just going to go it's just going to be an ugly game and the, the actual number we get doesn't matter so i would say all that and the game's gonna land exactly at 55 or 56 because i because i said that but yeah um of course can can I can I talk you into the over here as a late night? Let's root for points. Uh, wrapping up our Saturday night. Yeah, I I, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean you you can yeah you you can talk right. me into the B grade there. Uh, what, what I would tell you, uh, viewer, is that this this opened up at fifty six and a half, went up to fifty seven and a half, and has slowly come down the rest of the week to to fifty six. So uh, I I don't think fifty five is out of the realm of possibility so you know if, if you are into key numbers maybe hold on a little bit but i am fine with giving this a b grade at 56 and, and i and i do agree you know you always want to make the smarter play so if you get a 55 you definitely want to get it i think there's so much variability in this one that i don't think i could give it an a grade even at a much lower number i think this would just be a b grade because like i said i think if yeah. cal ugly is up it's not one yeah. that i think i ever want that extra 50 percent invested on because Cal could do Cal things. I don't think that's going mm -hmm. to happen, but it's, yeah. it prevents me from really ever making this an A-grade play unless we're talking some stupid number that's never going to exist, right? Um, yeah. So B-grade pick for us on the over 56. And we'll lean Washington minus 7.5. If it gets to 6.5 or 7, maybe let's talk about a B-grade pick. But yeah. until it yeah. gets below that hook, it's a non-starter for us. Uh, Jake, what do you got? 
I'm actually going to take it with a hook. I think, I mean, I think Washington will be able to do that because their offense. But what in the world was Cal doing? Like letting Colorado get a win? What? And the, and by a touchdown too? Like, yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Well, it was an overtime. I mean. <laughs> Why are you in overtime with Colorado? I mean, yes, that's that's the question. The touchdown part is whatever. It's why are you letting? Why are you going overtime with Colorado? I mean, yeah. California struggled with the pass here, and like recently, in the last three, they're giving up three eighteen a game. What's one thing Washington does well is throw the ball over the yard. They're like they're at three eighty on the year a game, and in their last three, they're up to three ninety five, almost four hundred. So I, I think there's going to be tons of points about. Uh, Washington, because I think they're going to be able to throw the ball over the yard. Um, the scary part is they haven't been able to do very well on the road yet this year. They lost to UCLA. That's excusable because, yeah. I mean, UCLA looks good, but Arizona State is not. You can't lose that game. Um, so I, I, I like Washington here to figure that out. I like, all the, I like for it to go over because I don't see California stopping this Washington. And Washington's defense is going to make the Cal quarterback look like a Heisman winner. And last week got Colorado all the way up to 121st in your rankings. They are shooting up the board <laughs> after that win against Cal. I, I have no words. <laughs> I, 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 I keep scrolling up to try to find the next closest Power 5 team to them, and I, I've been scrolling for a while and have yet to find it. Northwestern at 101 oh, gosh. is the next. So the next closest Power 5 Wait. team is 20 spots ahead of them. Wait, and it's Northwestern? Northwestern's twenty spots better than my gosh, and in yes. California, let them win. I, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's just it's I. Although I do have to caution, you know, you viewer on this. It's so tough with football because one team, the styles, they don't show up right. The weather, the travel, the whatever. You know, someone's, you know, hitting on someone else's girlfriend. Who the heck knows, right? With what's going on and. It's like one game can make you look really bad. It's just so tough to, to know how to deal with that because that California, it makes you – you see that and you're like, I'm going to fade California every game the rest of the year, right? right but it's right, like right. They, they aren't that bad. But, I mean, that was really bad. Like Colorado was terrible. Yeah. And, and being tied, you know, going to overtime alone is the problem. And then you lost it, right? So it's yeah. – it's, it's like they're not that bad, but, I mean, it's hard to get that out of your brain because that was just a disastrous approach because Colorado is yeah. extremely terrible. And that can be 20 spots behind Northwestern who were basically like on auto-fade territory because people think Northwestern's not bad and they are bad. And this yeah. seems 20 points worse than that or 20 spots worse than that. You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. What a depressing way to end all the games. Uh, Jake, <laughs> give us some excitement with some picks. <laughs> yeah, save us. One I've got. First one I got for you. I'm going to take an alternate line on uh, Appalachian State minus 24 and a half. Uh, <laughs> I, I may have looked at the score. Um, ah, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it finished at 25. Oh, so, right. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> uh, well, played. well played. Well played. Uh, no, but for real, the first one, I'm going to take Georgia Tech minus three. Uh, Collins, what are you doing, buddy? This team has actually had some talent to it, and you're just didn't want it to be. I, I don't know, but Virginia is very bad. Like, I don't know how they broke Armstrong, but they broke him. He's been mm -hmm. sacked 19 times this year, which is terrible. Um, and he's got more carries than they're running back. So, I mean, that means he's running for his life most of the time. He's got more interceptions than touchdowns. So I think Georgia Tech gets this one. Um, and jump on the Duke train. I mean, North Carolina is better, better, the better team than Miami and Duke hung right with them. And, Miami couldn't put Virginia Tech away. So, yep. 
I think that's easy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab Texas A&M with minus three and a half. Uh, I, don't, I think Okay. Yeah. okay. I I just have a poor, poor opinion of South Carolina and Spencer. We're gonna we're okay. gonna screen grab the faces that cousin Jerry and I made, and someone's gonna look smart, someone's gonna look dumb. <laughs> I was gonna say A and M's probably gonna win by seventeen now. I, I am very much willing to look dumb on this one because I just have a terrible opinion of Spitz Rather. He was supposed to be good coming in, and I think he's got the worst QBR in the conference now. Um, mm. So. That's he's just bad, and South Carolina's not doing anything to help him out. Uh, gonna jump on Wake Forest, Boston College is the ACC version of South Carolina. Um, gonna, t- gonna take Buff- Buffalo plus the points here and the over. Uh, both these teams have good offenses, not great defenses. I think there's a lot of points getting scored. I think this teams get to play in the 30s, and, get, and that gets us over to the 60, over the 59 or 57, and the uh, 57, I think, is where it's at, um, and take the plus seven. Uh, going to take the under in the Bowling Green Central Michigan. Uh, Central Michigan likes playing these low-scoring games, and Bowling Green just doesn't like playing winning football. So I think this goes under. Uh, so where's the next one I got marked? Uh, UCLA. Uh, I'm not sure there's a touchdown difference between UCLA and Oregon. So I'm going to grab the points there. Uh, going to take LSU. I think LSU is a good team. Uh, they just went on the road to Florida, won that one. Looked pretty good doing it. Um, I, I'm actually going to take LSU on the money line also. So I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Been at home in a night game. I think it's that Death Valley is just going to be crazy. And Ole Miss has been flirting with fire all year. I think this is this is where it comes. Going to jump on Baylor too. I think it's down to seven and a half. Uh, is, no. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to grab that. Uh, I'm going to take Purdue. I think Purdue is – being underrated for some reason. I, I don't understand why they aren't favored here. It kind of confuses me. And I'm, so this is what I'm taking the money line on because I just – I don't think Wisconsin's got their defense playing as well we thought they would be. They definitely don't have the offense. and So I, I'm going to take Purdue here. And that is my last one because there's not a line out for Tennessee and UT Martin because I want UT Martin in that one if that comes around. I mean, there will be a line on that. Yeah, it'll probably be Friday night, Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah, if I um, catch it, I sign up on Patreon, folks, and yeah. you can see <laughs> my Jake, my friend Jake, taking. Um, I don't know how many points he's going to get with Eugene Martin. It's going to be a lot. Be, uh, I get be. this. I get the sentiment. There's definitely going to be a little bit of a letdown spot here, because um, Jared, mm-hmm. at the risk of contradicting something either one of us potentially said on our first episode of the week when we first talked mm-hmm. about buffalo toledo the total was 61 and a half it's under 57 uh as jake just pointed out uh that's quite yeah. a drop I'm, I'm wondering if there's like a weather situation or something because that does seem a little bit low in my opinion it does seem a little bit low i didn't and- check the weather stuff so i might get i might get bit on that but we are at the yeah. point of the year where we start having to check the weather. Um, we talked about this today in the Patreon. There are some totals that have dropped. Uh, when you look at the winds, we have to be looking at what direction the winds are going, which makes it um, a, a little bit tougher, obviously, because you got unless you got a database that has the orientation to stadiums, you just got to do a little bit more legwork, pull up Google Maps, which is what I did. Um, looking at the weather, 68 degrees on Saturday in Buffalo – uh, which is where this game is being played, and um, wind is 13 miles an hour. So I mean, it's not going to be that windy to yeah. really mess things up. So 
Does it look like a bad weather spot? So I mean, I I feel like yeah. Should we jump on the over fifty seven as well? Yeah, let's let's go let's go B grade over fifty seven Buffalo Toledo. All right, that's that's yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, when when Jake said that, I when he just said that, I was like, what was that number when we talked about it? Because that seems low, right, for those yeah. two teams. And, and another uh, reason to become a, a Patreon subscriber because the professor will take a look at the stadium orientations on Google Maps and tell you the wind, effects of the wind on what the total should be. It's just another valuable thing that you get when you become a Patreon member. Yeah, well, there were three games that were discussed. And so on, on Discord, I outlined all three situations and I looked up the stadium orientations and I was like, this one's got wins behind their back. It doesn't matter. This one's got wins side to side. It does matter. This one's got a little bit cross, so it might it might not, right? So yes, on, on Discord, this is these are the, the the type of information you can get is you can you can listen, you can hear me give my I'm not even a meteorologist, but I can look on Google Maps and look at stadium <laughs> orientations and tell you when the wind matters or not. Um, but yeah. the thing is I'm not like baseball, baseball I've built code to bring the weather in for every game and I stadium orientations i haven't done that for football uh, maybe one day that's like a lot of work um maybe one yeah. day i'll do that but if, if so until then you have to manually look this stuff up uh, unless someone's got a database out there someone probably does it i don't know if they charge for it or not but i have not found it so if someone has that link drop it drop it in the chat and uh that yeah. way uh, the rest of us can benefit off of someone else's work if they're sharing uh, or not then maybe someone pays for it because it's 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 a valuable resource yeah. we got two questions before we move on you get off my Kill, kill the clock here. So uh, on the totals, I know you kind of went through these before. Like, all right, so it's Western Michigan and Miami, Ohio. Like, are we thinking is under sound good? Like, I know it's at 45 Yeah, did, did, did we get did we get the 45 and a half or was it 45 when we locked it in on the first episode? I think it was 45. We got an A grade under 45 and a half, 45 and a half, and okay. it's down it's down to 44. Yeah. Uh, I mean, would you play it under forty four? Was that still? Yep. Because uh, all right, I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna I, I add that one then because uh, I don't I, I don't. See. I think and I think we talked about that one too. We were kind of saying like, do maybe forty one? <laughs> like yeah. at some point, forty four yeah. still we play. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna add the under there, and then the Colorado one, Oregon State under that that one seems yeah. good. To, like that's what at forty eight and a half now. I yeah, we locked in. We, yeah, we locked it in at fifty and a half yeah. on, on the first episode. I don't remember what grade we gave it, but we gave it an A grade at fifty and a half. I think forty eight and a half might be an A grade, and that might be the limit. Yes, I don't. I, think I, I that's that's what I was going for because since it dropped the two points, I was like, oh, um, little question because I just I don't I don't know what's going on. In Oregon State hurt, not hurt, whatever, and then Colorado is just Colorado. Yeah. Um, 50 is a really hard number to land on, and 49 isn't that common. People think, oh, it divides by seven, but it's unlikely for him to have seven touchdowns and no field goals. So yeah. um, 49 and 50 are kind of not pivotal numbers. Yeah, 48 and a half, I would still go – still definitely A grade yeah. under on that one. To my yeah, then I'm going to add that one to my list too. All right. Uh, gentlemen, any parting words? I'm just so glad that Jake is here to carry the Maction segment. He really <laughs> adds a lot of value to this show for Agreed. sure. If I'm going to live this close to most of the action teams, you know, might as well it's pick. true. It's yeah. true, right? You know, I'm the Big Twelve expert. You know, living in that part of the country, you got to bring them action uh, yeah. <laughs> expertise. Um, and we've, we, hey, maybe one day, maybe the future of this show is we end up with like five or six different people, and like everybody like covers, you know, a conference or something as an expert in that, you know, conference or two, you know. So maybe maybe we gotta yeah. we gotta reach out uh, and and expand our expertise, you know. Yeah, all we all we got to do is get Jake to come back, and, and, right. and you know he can cover. It's not gonna be hard. It's not gonna be <laughs> no. hard. No. Uh, I 
I just want to do the same thing for basketball so we can put somebody in what, what is it, the West Coast Conference that goes from like, you know, Florida oh, to is it Washington. The... Let somebody yeah. try to that. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, when they've got like teams like they so that Chicago still in the, in yeah. the WAC? It's the WAC, not the West Whack. Coast. West yeah, Coast, yeah, yeah, the yeah. WAC. Yeah. The WAC. I think like Chicago State's in the WAC, and so is like Grand Canyon, and so is like Seattle, and so, so is like Lamar. So am I in WAC yeah. country? That's only like an hour away from me. So I, I guess maybe uh, I'm in WAC country. I think we all are in WAC country. Do you live in Do you live in America? Yes. Then you're yes. in WAC country. Yes. Don't live in America. You're probably not far from it, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. This is wonderful. We have digressed from a college football show to a WAC basketball at the end. I knew Jake was ready for a college basketball season. I said it on one of the. Yeah, I, I said it on one of the episodes oh, earlier this week. Well, trying to find tickets to the Champions Classic here that are reasonable. It's not. It's very hard to do. Yeah, it makes yeah. me sad. All right. Well, now that we've officially gone off the rails, so we'll wrap this up. Thanks for tuning in another episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can share all the sports betting content we've brought on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. Uh, this is all of the college football content for this week. So best of luck in your week eight betting action. Again, two other episodes in case you haven't seen them yet uh, already out. And then baseball. Uh, every day that there are playoff games, uh, still rolling right along with those baseball picks. So um, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.